So Buenos Aires not only had a ton to see, but it also had a ton to eat. So we had a ton of beef. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not a huge, huge beef person. I do quite a bit of hog. I, I eat pork. I love chicken. I love vegetables. I love fruit. Um, I love pasta. But yeah, I'm not a huge, huge beef person. I don't even like really grill a steak, well, until now, what I would have called the right way. Um, but after that time, I'm much further than burgers uh, when it comes to beef. And that's in part due to Buenos Aires. Buenos Aires had some of the best beef, uh, some of the tastiest cuts, as well as great prices on ribeye, on um, a cut that they would call like an Americano. Uh, and yeah, thanks to them, I'm definitely turning into a beef person. Got to keep the cholesterol down. So I'll take it where I can get it and I'll probably do it more expensive just so I keep it rare. Uh, not rare like that, but rare in its occurrences, obviously. I'm Dietrich Hunter, and this is Curate Curiosity. One of the things that we really loved about Buenos Aires was the food. Like I said, brote was the best way to start our day for breakfast. It was incredible that that was included in our stay. If you haven't listened to the episode that kind of details how we chose our remote work stay, as well as all the amenities and necessities that were baked into it, I would suggest you go back and check that episode out. But beyond brote, there was a ton. Even on our first day, we popped into San Telmo Market, El Mercado, right next to uh, Puerto Madero. It was a very nearby neighborhood, a very historical neighborhood, kind of this old arts district, um, which definitely had that vibe. We kind of jumped around from site to site and landed on San Telmo Market uh, just to check out some of the eats over there. Even though we didn't grab a lot more than just a quick small bite, we did get to see what we had in store for us. And what we had in store was one thing, beef. So Argentina, it's no surprise, has the beef. Uh, it was great to get down there and to really sample all that they had as far as different cuts, as far as different restaurants, and for sure to sample it at their price point. Argentina uh, has something called the blue rate as well as their normal exchange rate. You should check that out. I'll link some explanations. Some people could for sure do a better job at breaking down their economics for you than I could, but the reality of the situation it's pretty, pretty intense. So I don't want to really step on that too, too much. But what you should know is that in the short term, Argentina is experiencing quite a crisis. Um, and that crisis makes things very volatile as far as their price. And the price of food is baked into that. So if you're there visiting, uh, your dollars will go far. Um, and I suggest you tip big uh, because it's something that's not required. But it's definitely something that people will appreciate. But back to the food. So the eats in Argentina were incredible. I think we went to somewhere at least once a day uh, out of our 15, 16 days there. But I'll detail a few spots that we had on our itinerary. Number one, our first spot, El Bar Preferido. 
All right, so Preferido obviously is the one that, that most people would enjoy. We found this place nearby, the Salina. It was the first lunch we got and the highlights abound. So first off, El Preferido is painted this beautiful pink color so it kind of like pops out at you even um, if the sun isn't shining. Number two, we were introduced to the custom of when you approach a spot, you turn your name in even if they don't do reservations in advance and you wait. That doesn't sound fresh or new, but while you're waiting for your trouble, they give you a little bit of a drink and some hors d'oeuvres, right? So we got some free G&Ts, uh, the gin and tonics. I think we each got one, maybe two while we were waiting um, for about 20 minutes, as well as they came around with some toast-based bruschetta and some other options for us as far as what we could have as we waited. So it was incredible, again, to experience the weight with the amenities as we got inside though everything we got was tasty and it was at this restaurant that we realized that the exchange rate online was not what we would pay and it was definitely in our favor so this place is definitely a two dollar sign type spot but if you're spending dollars there it's most likely going to be a one dollar sign type spot because if you haven't exchanged money or you're not um, using the local currency and you're using your card the rate is good the next spot we went to was Don Julio so Don Julio was probably one of the most popular spots it was the longest wait we had while we were there uh, throughout our 15 days and it was well worth the wait this place was on so many different itineraries when we did our tours uh, other tourists had asked if we had been able to get into this place because it's notorious for the wait People approach, they've turned their name in, and they kind of just hang out. But if the meal changes over, they won't get a chance uh, to get a table, right? So the tables, just like in Spain at Don Julio, are based on people's rhythm, right? People don't eat quickly. People take their time. Even though we're there for lunch, lunch could extend all the way up to 3 or 4 o'clock. So people get their table. They take their time ordering as well as they take that sobre mesa time after they finished the meal. So it was really cool to get into Don Julio. Quick plug again for that same best practice. While we were waiting those 40 or so minutes, which we didn't expect, we did get to enjoy a few glasses of uh, Moet, right? So we're sitting there changing glasses with the servers um, as they give us again some champagne for our trouble. So it was cool to just kind of hang out, uh, get some free champagne before you know, sampling what we had seen coming out of that kitchen. It was also kind of cool because you're seeing the plates come out to the patio or past you to these different tables and you're able to kind of ask and start to see, well, no, I don't know if I want that tomahawk steak. I think I might want this as my side, etc., etc. So we were able to ask people for some recommendations even in the process. So we changed that inconvenience into a feature. Um, and that's that's a great way to look at Argentina. Buenos Aires uh, really did that for us. Even though we were kind of hanging out, sitting around, we didn't expect to enjoy the wait, but the wait was well worth it. And I wouldn't have it any other way. Beyond the elegance of Palermo Soho in that neighborhood near Salina, we were able to find some things that were maybe a little bit less exclusive, but definitely on the same level as far as its elegance. So we did do a day in El Caminito. And while we were there, we realized that 
some of the restaurants um, had set menus. Others had, you know, a traditional situation where you kind of go up, you choose what you want, um, and then you walk it out of there. So it was cool to get a spot at a sit down. Our itinerary recommended a spot called Gran Paraíso, right? And as we walked to this place, we realized that it was connected to so much culture. That was the biggest thing that we realized is that it was cool to be in these really elegant, exclusive scenarios like Don Julio or El Preferido, but to step into the Conventillos and El Caminito um, it was incredible. So El Gran Paraíso had a lot to offer us. First off, it offered us a really close look at the food as you're entering the restaurant, you pass right by the grill um, that's right outside at the main entrance. So you kind of get to see all the good, uh, delicious stuff that's coming off of that grill. Secondarily, you get to kind of get an idea of what it takes to be a grill master. They have this whole wall of spices, this whole set of fresh veggies that are kind of out there. He's live, you know, chopping these things. It's not quite a hibachi type experience, but it feels kind of like um, that way, right? You're kind of stepping through the kitchen and you have like a really close relationship with the food uh, as you take your seat. For us, it was raining. We wanted to sit on the patio, but uh, there was plenty of space inside after our tour. So we headed inside. Um, Audrey found a seat first. And as I was going, I decided to take a few pictures, both of the grill experience that I just detailed, as well as of the patio. And as I was there, the second thing that they had to offer outside of that character was friendship. I saw a guy approach. Uh, he looked like a server, had his apron on, but he also was wearing a sweater that had uh, a rugby, and I believe it was a Rugby World Cup sweater. So if you don't know, I'm headed to the Rugby World Cup soon. Again, if you don't know, I'm headed to the Rugby World Cup in Paris in a few weeks. Um, so this piqued my interest just knowing uh, that this guy might play rugby, obviously knowing that the Argentina selection is going to be there as well. So it was cool to kind of vibe with him, go back and forth a little bit about rugby. And then he invited me. He said, oh, we have one of the conventillos. If you're taking pictures of the patio, you're going to love uh, the historic site that we have up there. It's kind of unchanged and unaltered. It's kind of decorated in that traditional fashion. So we'll get more to the conventillos when we start talking about Tango and the experiences episode. But the reality of this space was illuminated so much more by Alec, right? It was cool to meet Alec. He eventually got me to my seat and also made sure we had a really, really strong idea what was on the menu. He kind of gave us a strong concierge service because he was also the wine selector for this restaurant as well as a wine um, distributor in different parts of the year and in different parts of the country. So he knew what was on the menu, he had delivered what was on the menu, um, and he definitely had the gray hair to show his experience. So we were so glad that he was there to guide us through our time at Gran Paraíso. Everything that came out of there from the salad uh, to the last bite of a dessert was delicious. Um, every drop of wine and every laugh we had kind of around the table really, uh, isn't even pictured in the picture that we took with him at the end and it doesn't do it justice because again had we been there for longer and had more time i'm sure we would have visited alec again um, and definitely would check out gran paraiso this place for sure is a one or two uh dollar sign type spot but worth every penny um, both the sights and sounds nearby as well as everything you're going to try um is going to be worth anything you could spend in that space. And again, what price can you put on friendship?
So the last big meal that I want to detail is at Faena. I think I'm kind of saying that right. Faena is this idea of the last act that happens inside of a bullfight, right? And definitely, obviously, with beef, bulls kind of all goes together. But this was connected to a hotel in our neighborhood, um, connected to this space called El Mercado. Um, but Faena was incredible. I'll do probably a bonus episode or some kind of YouTube feature for this spot. One, because it was incredibly elegant. Two, it was one of the most expensive meals we've had and maybe ever even had in our whole marriage. And three, it was one of the best meals we've had. So Argentina has so much to offer as far as food, beef, experiences, all these things, right? That really like makes food into a celebration as well as into a bit of a tradition right? It's not just simply a meal. It's not just a restaurant providing a service. It's them leading you through bit by bit a piece of their culture. Number one, the place was immaculate. It was beautiful, white tablecloths, uh, a great staff, super attentive, um, and all there um, ready to give us whatever we asked for. This place was one we went to kind of last minute, and we were glad we could get a table. Um, their times and eating is, is so different than the States. You'll recognize that when you get there. Um, and if you have been to Europe and, and different parts of the world, their eating schedule is not a 5 p.m. dinner. Um, a 9 p.m. will still mean you're one of the only people in that restaurant. So reservations are sometimes required, but if you're eating earlier than 9 or 10, you'll probably be good, right? And they might even be serving a different kind of menu up until that big dinner rush that happens later, especially on the weekends. But Faena was just incredible. We got to try a few local dishes within what was recommended. So they recommended a ribeye special for us, which was a big 26 ounce um, steak um, 750 grams. We shared that, um, which was plenty of beef. Um, normal, that's like probably like one to two grams over the average. Average, you know, ribeyes from like nine to 12, right? So this was, you know, a double that and a little bit extra. And then on top of that, we had some killer sides. And one of the main ones was called Provaleta. So Provaleta is a cheese wheel, right? It's a small mini disc of provolone cheese that they then cook. They add some chimichurri, some oil, um, some different spices, and ours had uh, some mushrooms added into the mix, and it was incredible, right? The taste, the flavor, the oil, all of that with um, some bread off on the side, and as we've done it since we've returned with some pita chips or, or whatever you could add to it um, makes it just even more delicious. So I really recommend trying Provoleta. Uh, you'll need like a little cast iron. You'll need to probably make a chimichurri. I don't recommend just buying one from the store or off the shelf. Um, it's not super hard to make. Just find a good like all recipes or Food Network recipe for yourself. But we got introduced to Provoleta at Faina and I don't regret it for one second. Uh, it was that alone was enough to make that experience worth it. But on top of that, um, the incredible service as well as the delicious food. Um, that ribeye was both uh, enormous as much as it was delicious. Fina did come in at the top of the budget, but you have to consider the fact that we had at least one, maybe two bottles of wine for that meal. We each ordered um, 
an appetizer with some octopus as well was on the menu. So we definitely leaned into that. We had the provoleta and we also had some different sides that came with that special. So all in all, um, there would be no way that meal would be less than $200, $300 here in the States. Uh, so to drop $125, $150 is just chump change for what we got for it. So really, really glad that we were able to stumble into that experience. It was right around the corner from our stay in Puerto Madero. So if you're in Puerto Madero staying there or if you're just simply in Buenos Aires, I really would recommend a trip uh, to Faina because it just will blow you away. Um, there's so much more there that we couldn't experience. There's like a solid pool situation. There's a few other aspects. Uh, bar, I believe, was down the hall. And we would have definitely stayed there at least one night if we were doing another extended stay. Looked like a pretty awesome hotel, kind of, again, on the higher swanky end. But something worth experiencing and something worth paying for, for sure. The last honorable mentions I want to drop are for a few places that we got to go to or we really enjoyed, um, but that maybe weren't as notable as those ones that were on our itinerary or part of our experience. One, Club de Pescadores, um, out way, way out by the small airport near um, the Rio de Plata. It's like the Norte costeña like there's this small area um, out north in buenos aires where you can go to the the fisherman's club um, you can't actually go to the club unless you're a club member um, but you can go to muelle el muelle is a restaurant and a bar that's up at the top of club de los pescadores um, definitely worth the trip uh, shout out to the guy who uh, runs the little kiosk in the parking area. He hooked us up with some much needed medicine. We did get a little bit of a cold and a cough at the end of our time and he hooked us up. So that's an aside, but that set us up right to be able to enjoy our calamari, to be able to enjoy the drinks we got and to be able to just kind of chill and veg out on one of our last days at El Muelle. Again, great service. Um, not super full um, midday on a weekday and we really appreciated like putting that as the cap on some of the food that we got to have in Buenos Aires. Uh, seafood obviously abounds in the area and that place was no exception and it definitely 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 is the place we go again. So check out El Muelle at El Club de los Pescadores. So there's a couple more spots I want to hit real quick. The first one is the grocery. So our grocery store was jumbo. It was super close to our stay and it made our food situation very manageable. The times when we weren't eating breakfast at Brote, we had some things in the house that we could use as break or lunch uh, foods. And that's all thanks to jumbo. Jumbo's right down the street. It's major grocery store in Puerto Madero. And we're really, really grateful that we were able to uh, link and lean into that as a part of our experience. It kept the price down so that we can for sure enjoy the times when we were out eating. 
And some of those times included when we didn't really know what we were gonna eat and we kind of had to do an emergency meal on the go. When we sightsee, sometimes we go right up to that precipice like a kid who plays until they're tired and just fall out. Sometimes we go, 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 and then we realize we're crazy hungry after a tour, a tour, a train ride, and something else, right? So one place we discovered was uh, Sabores Express. Uh, they have empanadas. They weren't probably the most empanadas caseras, like really homemade ones, but they were good. Um, and we tried them twice just to make sure. So we did them the first time. Um, they were delicious because we were hella hungry, right? The second time, though, they were still pretty good, right? We got the box set, which you can get 12 for quite a couple bucks, maybe like 10 bucks. You get a drink on the side. Um, so we kind of just did that in the plaza and just chilled out. Um, the other spot, though, that I always try whenever I'm going somewhere, if they have it and it's convenient, I don't do this just because I'm an American. I do this because I think it deserves the market. I, I'm doing research, right? I'm doing the market research and making sure that I can have kind of a longitudinal study. McDojo, right? You got to try the McDonald's wherever you go because it's always different. It's never exactly the same and they have different things on the menu. So this McDojo was right on uh, the river area across from um, Puerto Madero, um, near Puente, Puente Mujeres, right? So it was awesome to be able to get out there um, right off the university campus. So it was always hopping, always busy. We had Wi-Fi flowing, right? They're a little stingy with the bathroom, but the food was good. You got to like put in a code and all this stuff because it's in a popular area. Um, and there were some people who were cool about that. Some people were like, no, let me see your receipt, right? But whatever. The McDojo was ideal. The food was delicious. Portions, not super high. They do have a cap on how they um, rate sugars there. So your drink will be pretty small. Um, so even if you get a large, it's going to be like a medium or, or smaller. But um, the meat, the beef, I think was better, right, than the ones we have here. That's consistently what I see. Every time I hit the McDojo, whether we were in Amsterdam or actually in Denmark um, or whether we're in South America, I guess, is just food the food is different we did compare the mcdonald's to a local spot mostafa and uh i don't like doing reviews for things that i don't like so i'm gonna just leave it at that go to mcdonald's right go to mcdonald's um but when you think about going abroad really consider ways to tap into food beyond you know your comfort zone you can find your stretch zone reach out and enjoy because buenos aires has a ton to offer in that uh, right, right. So Buenos Aires has more than just burgers, more than just beef. It has seafood. It has different cheeses that are available. And obviously, obviously, it has wine. So sample some wines. Again, I'll probably do a side episode to kind of detail some of the things we were able to, to sample from Mendoza and other parts of uh, that region. But loved every bit of it um, down to the last bite. Quick plug. Last food I would say um, I want to drive home is alfajores. So alfajores and mate are like two things that were like the most cultural things we ate. So alfajores are like little dulce de leche cookies, like little kind of like shortbready deals, usually covered in some kind of frosting or some kind of shaved um, nut like coconut. Um, but the sweetness is insane, right? So you hit it and it just shocks your system. Um, that's on the sweet side. And on the bitter side, um, you have mate right so yerba mate is everywhere right instead of like water bottles people carry around like little thermos pouches and like a mate 
to like share in their group. Um, you'll see bombillas, mate, and, and all that stuff everywhere. So they have something for that kind of bitter, energetic, caffeine people. And then you also have something for your uh, sweet heads like me, right? I got a sweet tooth. Um, I'm doing my best to, to live forever. So I try not to lean into that all the time. But the reality is that Argentina has a little bit of everything that you need. Um, and Buenos Aires is emblematic of that zone, uh, both things from abroad, things from throughout the region, as well as things um, that are very, very uh, customary to um, what it means to be a porteño. So check it out. Um, hit me in the comments if you have any questions and uh, let me know what you end up thinking of what you get to try. Zooming in on one experience we had has a lot to do with this here bag. So this bag says Buenos Aires Ciudad, says Gastronomica. Uh, that is a bag that many, many people in Buenos Aires are walking around with. So I feel like a local, felt like a local going to Jumbo with the bag when we were there. We got that about midway through our time. And the reason we have that bag is not just because my wife is a freebies person. Yes, shout out to Audrey Lee uh, for standing in line and you know standing in line just because you want something for free. We got a pair of those as well as many other things from that time. Um, but reality is we were at the Asado Federal. So there was a Campeonato del Asado Federal um, or a Campeonato Federal del Asado, which is a national grill competition. So. There's a big debate, obviously, whether Brazilian or Argentine barbecue, you know, is the one that takes the cake for South America and the rest of the world, right? It's kind of like the World Series of Barbecue down there all the time. But this was the, the Argentinian or the, the Argentina's offering um, to their community of, you know, have a chance at, you know, putting your barbecue out there. It was a lot of restaurants, a lot of formality. Um, there was this bard in the front just reciting poetry. There was music being played. Um, a lot of guys came out with their uh, their berets. Right? It was a it was a it was a full blown family affair. More than five hundred thousand people uh, were out in these streets, and it was a lot like being a taste of Chicago. It had that vibe of everyone's out here, even though it's kind of colder for them. It was their winter, um, but you know it wasn't too cold. It was a great day. Uh, the wine was flowing. Uh, the grills were all hot and the food was all good, right? So they even did a really cool thing. Definitely want to shout out just the the planners of the festival and just in general plant this in people's minds that the event had a menu that was set um, kind of almost like to support people who would be there who maybe didn't have a lot of money to spend, right? So every restaurant had to have an economical option as well as, you know, some of their more expensive options. So it was cool to see there were things there that were two, three, four dollars so that everybody could, you know, walk through the different stalls and kind of get a bite uh, from a bunch of spots. There was stuff from Israel, stuff from Canada, stuff from Germany. Um, again, very Taste of Chicago international vibe, but then also a very strong representation as well as strong competition uh, for El Campeonato del Asado. So really, really good. 
Big shout out to the Choripanes of the world. I am a big fan of Choripan. One of the best ones I've had was there at El Asado. Um, but this bag, yeah, it, it takes me back to some of the things we were able to experience. We got to, you know, spend a full day there. Didn't expect to spend the full day there. We were going to just kind of like pop through on our way to see some sights. Ended up staying there until the concert at the very end, right? We didn't expect... Um, the, you know, the pricing coming from uh, Chicago where things can be wildly expensive. We thought that we might get a snack and then sit down for lunch um, at a few places that we looked at on our itinerary. But overall, the experience was incredible. Um, if you're there in winter, uh, again, um, like us, if we, if we were able to plan it around something like that, we would. The reality of Buenos Aires for us was that we kept running into things like this, right? We were there on a long weekend. We were there as they were celebrating their flag day while they were, you know, really coming together as a community. And I think that that led us into a spot where we kept running into events that were either free or extremely fun that just grabbed our attention. It took us away from sightseeing. It took us away from traveling even to other parts of Buenos Aires. Um, just outside of Buenos Aires, there's the Delta Tigre, right? There's a few towns that we could have got to via uh, ferry. We could have even gone to Montevideo over to Uruguay. We chose to stay because of events like these. Um, so while you're traveling, if you're in Buenos Aires, definitely, definitely, definitely check out Buenos Aires um, Tourists uh, Association. Um, some of the things they have to offer will, yeah, for sure be on the gastronomy side, but a lot of it will just be events that are hypercultural, um, hyperlocal, and extremely, extremely enjoyable. So give it a try, check it out, and uh, yeah, always remember where you go and stay for the freebies. Stay tuned for episodes and posts to recap and share slices of our adventures. Subscribe to Curate Curiosity wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us on Instagram at curate.curiosity. And as always, it's going to be a great day. Have a good one. I'm Dietrich Hunter, and this has been Curate Curiosity.